You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. Uh, I'd love to say that there are people who are out there who are worried about the disconnects between markets and the economy and red flags that are going up all over the place. And it's also a signal for possible pullbacks for stocks. President of Fellowship Financial Group, Mike Eastham, is looking into the matter with an eye for finance. He joins us today to discuss more about the growing red flags and his latest book on investment tips for retirement goals. You know, we love reviews of our show here on Critical Mass Radio Show. This is a great way for others to find our program. Since we started in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners with our weekly podcast and live stream here on octalkradio.net. Mike, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Rick, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Let's get started by, maybe you could share an interesting story from your professional background with our audience. Yeah, you know, one of the interesting things that I found was back in 2008, uh, Rick, I had a uh, a widow come into my office who had lost 40% in the market. And I, um, I had asked her what happened. She started to tell me that her advisor, after her husband had died, her advisor told her that she should be earning 10 to 12%. And so that's the way he invested it. Uh, by the time she was so sick to her stomach she had to pull out, she'd lost 40%. And so the question I asked her was, did, did your advisor ever talk to you about how much income you need in order to live comfortably for the rest of your life? And she looked at me like I had three eyes. She'd never heard that question before. And so when we did the math, it turned out that in order for her to be comfortable for the rest of her life, she only needed 4% interest in dividends on her principal in order to live comfortably. I mean, think about the difference in risk level between 4% and 10 or 12%. It's order of orders of magnitude. And that is one of the stories, one of the reasons why I started to write common sense income strategies is to help people understand the difference between investing for growth versus investing for income, which is a purpose. Common sense income strategies is the name of your latest book, you say. Right. Okay. And we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes, so stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking with Mike Eastham here for the next half hour on Critical Mass Radio Show. Tell me a little bit about your practice and kind of why clients choose to do business with your firm. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, well, I'm a CPA, and a uh, my company is a registered investment advisory firm here in the Orlando, Florida area. And um, we, so we service primarily uh, baby boomers. Folks who are in what I refer to as the red zone of retirement, that, uh, that within 10 years or so of, uh, of retirement. And the, the, one of the reasons that people uh, choose to, to work with us is that our, our philosophy, our investment philosophy is one that's based more on, you know, generating predictable income streams from uh, a variety of financial vehicles that, that pay interest and dividends. Those, that interest in dividends is generally less risky than traditional common stocks or mutual funds or even bond funds, but it's more predictable in the way that it, um, that it generates income for people. And because one of the things that I found out as I shared in the story is that, uh, that when people retire, it's not so much about the size of their uh, investment accounts 
as it is the amount of income they can generate predictably and repeatedly. So that's, uh, that's one of, those are some of the primary reasons that people choose to work with us because our philosophy is different. Our strategies are different. So, Mike, what are you finding as far as preparedness for baby boomers who are entering the red zone? When you, you define the red zone as kind of inside a 10-year window for retirement? Right. Yeah, I do. And, um, and one of the things that I'm finding is that the people do a pretty good job of saving money for retirement. You know, accumulating money in 401ks or IRAs or different types of pro- programs that are offered through their employer. But what, and you know, those vehicles that are inside those accounts are usually mutual funds or they're stock market based, uh, investments. Right. But what happens is as you get closer to retirement, then you have to take on a, you know, a little bit more of a defensive approach. And if you think about it, if, you know, if there's two minutes left in the ball game and you're 20 points ahead, and are you are you going to really take some risk and take a bunch of three point shots, or are you going to run the clock out? That's what I try to help people understand: is that as you get closer, you want to take on a more defensive approach. Now, that doesn't mean you take all your money out of the market. It just means that you have to identify the amount of income you need, identify the sources of that income, and identify the array of, of investments that you're going to use to generate the income. And if there's discretionary funds left over. Well, heck, we can take some risk with that. We can certainly hedge with those, and that's one of the reasons why, as a registered investment advisor, we we have the ability to to invest in all types of vehicles across the spectrum. We're talking with Mike Easton. We're talking about his firm, Fellowship Financial Group, and here in a little bit, probably in the second block, we're going to talk about his book, Common Sense Income Strategies. What is your experience, Mike, in helping your clients plan for how much money they need in retirement? Is there a rule of thumb what is your experience well i will tell you that every every client's a little bit different uh it used to be that um that there were more pensions but now we're finding that that uh, fewer and fewer companies are offering pensions and even the ones that do are are incentivizing employees to take a lump sum distribution rather than saddling the company with a uh a, a lifetime liability do you recommend so, people taking uh, that lump sum or not taking mm-hmm. the lump sum it depends. That's a very good question. If there are clients that uh, that absolutely need that guaranteed income, uh-huh. well, then it makes sense for them to leave the money there and just take the annuity check that they get every single month. But there are a lot of clients that don't necessarily need the money right now. They want to be able to control it. Those are the ones that um, that we may recommend to roll out. But pensions, you know, you have to look at your sources of income. So pensions, Social Security. And then, of course, any other savings or investments or rental properties that you might have that are sources of income for you. And we use those types of things as kind of a foundation to determine how much uh, how much income can you generate relative to the amount of income that you need in order to live out your retirement. And retirement, for a lot of people these days, it's prudent to, to plan for a 20 or 30-year retirement. People are obviously living longer and one of the biggest concerns that I hear from our clients and people that come to our classes and listen to my radio program is, uh, am I going to run out of money before I run out of life? And are you finding, it sounds like you're finding that people that are doing business with you at Fellowship Financial Group, these baby boomers, are in a position where they have the ability to plan effectively for retirement versus coming to you 
and being ill-prepared for this impending event known as retirement. Is that what you're suggesting today on Critical Mass Radio Show? Well, yeah. I mean, certainly I, I can't get blood from a stone. I'm no different from any other you know professional out there. But the people that, uh, that, that typically uh, work with our firm are people that have saved some money or they have access to some resources. Maybe they've received an inheritance or... Uh, or they, maybe they, they do have the opportunity to take a lump sum from a pension. But all of those things put together give us the, uh, the privilege of being able to develop a, a competent income-generating plan that gives people the peace of mind that they're looking for in retirement. And so let's let's change our focus here. We have a, a few minutes before our first and only uh, stop here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. What was the inspiration for you to make the commitment to write Common Sense Income Strategies? Well, uh, I started my book a couple of times, you know, over the, the last few years. <clears throat> and I just didn't get very far because in the middle of all of the other things going on in my life, it was a little bit challenging. And so so the impetus for, uh, for me really making that solid commitment was I realized that baby boomers, they really need to take a balanced approach to their investment allocations, but it has to be based on a strategy that supports their retirement goals and not one that's in direct conflict. I, I found that um, that today with financial news and media and things like that, that we're inundated with information based on past performance and growth. But every one of those sources, Rick, tells us that past performance is no guarantee of future results. But the problem is that's how many investors make decisions. It's almost as if they don't believe it. So I got very laser-focused on helping people to understand the difference between performance and purpose-based investing, whereas performance is investing in things that, grow, that, that either have the potential for growth or, um, or they also have the potential for risk versus purpose, which is identifying how much income do you need and laying out a plan with investment options that um, that can pay you predictable, consistent interest and dividends over your lifetime. And what kind of vehicles are you? Can can you talk about sort of the platforms that you suggest to your? Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Please do. Absolutely. And and I've got a, a whole section in my book that's dedicated to the types of vehicles. And there's really eight or nine different types of things, from the most conservative and insured types of things, from you know, um, from government bonds or uh, or bank CDs, which obviously are not paying very much, all the way up to things like uh, business development companies or real estate investment trusts, and um, and things in the in the middle there that are things maybe like fixed annuities or preferred stocks or even individual corporate bonds uh, that that are designed again for interest, but not so much for taking risks, not so much for kind of crossing your fingers and toes and hoping the market goes up. Because what I help people think about is, listen, I mean, if you have $2 million saved up, is it really going to change your retirement life if you go from $2 million to $3 million? Probably not. You're not going to change your lifestyle all that much. But if you go from $2 million to $1 million, well, look, I'm telling you, that's going to have a dramatic impact on the way you view retirement. And, uh, and and that's a very important factor. 
So you're you're more concerned with the downside risk than the upside opportunity, is what you're saying? It, for people that are in the red zone, as you define them, I am, and and uh, and most of the baby boomers that I talk to have that same perspective. They're they're not as impacted by the potential for growth as they are the risk of loss. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to take our one and only stop here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. When we come back, when I want to focus a little bit more on common sense income strategies, and, and maybe you can um, share a little bit more of the content in the book. And the other question that I want to spend some time with in the second block with you is, you know, how can the per- people listening to the radio show, how can they learn from you to identify red flags in terms of the market and the potential pullback? Because we're at pretty heady times right now here in the stock market at least in the U.S., for stocks. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Those are two of the topics that we're going to be talking about here in just one minute after this word from me. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. Told you we'd be back quickly, and welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, a great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to Critical Mass for spelled F O R Business dot com, and at the bottom of any page is a Join Our Mailing List box. Join Our Mailing List. Simply type your email address and hit subscribe. Like magic, you will start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our upcoming guests and special insights. From me, I'd like to return to our interview with Michael, Mike Eastham. He is the president of Fellowship Financial Group, as well as the author of Common Sense Income Strategies. You know, while we were on that short uh, break, uh, a listener sent me a question, and I don't know if it's fair to ask you, Mike, but I'd like to respond to when the listeners send in tips. Their question was very simple. I, I guess they're a baby boomer, and their, their question was, ask Mike, what is the number? Like, do you know, is there, I know that's probably a very nuanced answer that you want to give, but is is there a way that you can give people, you said $2 million earlier, is that the number or how do you come up with the not number? Necessarily. Yeah, that, yeah, not necessarily. I would tell you that it's different for every client. I mean, I, I have people that come into my office that, that have the ability to live on, you know, $1,000, $1,500 a month because they just live frugally. Uh, but I have other folks who, you know, their income needs are one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a year in retirement. So obviously, that spectrum is going to be different. What you, what's important to ask yourself is, do I have enough income to live a comfortable life in retirement? That's the starting point, and we go from there to try and determine how do we develop a, a strategy or a plan that supports that income need. How long do you think people are living? I mean, when they ask you that, okay, well, it depends how many years I'm going to live, because if I'm going to live two years, then I can live at this lifestyle. But if I'm going to live 20 years, then I've got, you know, a different set of considerations. And that's the uh, that's the magic question. I mean, nobody knows how long they're going to live, but I will tell you that 
actuaries will say today that the average lifespan is mid-80s, you know, so you've got a plan for at least that. If you don't live that long, then, you know, what do you care, really? If you do live longer, well, my gosh, if you're living longer than, than mid-80s, well, you, you hope you're going to have enough income at that point to continue to survive. Yes. And so, um, so yeah, that's that's a, certainly a, a, a time frame. I tell people, plan for 30 years. If you, uh, if you live longer, well, you know, you deal with it at that time. If you don't live longer, well, then what does it matter anyways? All right. Well, there you go. And I hope the listener um, finds your answer and my follow-up satisfactory to address their question. You know, I, I said before the break in this block, we were gonna, I was going to ask you to how, how to help us to identify the red flags in terms of market and potential pullback for stocks. It, what, what is your general thinking in, as it relates to signals for a pullback in stocks? Well, there's plenty of, of, uh, of signals. One is I've done a tremendous amount of study of stock market history. And 200 years of stock market history tells me that we're not, we're not quite out of what economists would refer to as a secular bear market. And that's just a time period in the market where if you're the buy and hold investor, then you endure a lot of volatility, ups and downs and ups and downs. But at the end of that time period, you end up with zero growth or very negligible growth. So that's one thing. We're not quite out of there. Average over the last 20, 200 years is about 20 years for those bear markets. We're only 17 years into it. That's number one. Point number two is that the stock market has never been this high. Since 2009, the market has grown dramatically and we're at all-time highs. We've only seen two major drops in this current secular bear market. Again, history tells me that there's at least three, sometimes as many as five or six. So you have to ask yourself, this is where that question comes in. Is the potential to squeeze out a little more juice out of the market, uh, is that more exhilarating than the concern over a 40 to 60% loss if the market corrects? And if you're within that retirement red zone, then you have to ask yourself, do I have time to recover if the market does correct? So that's a a major question. It's almost as if you sat down, you know, if if the upside of the market is 10%, but the downside is 50%, well, it's, it's almost as if you walk into a casino and you sit down at a table and you realize, if I win, I win $10. If I lose, I lose 50. My guess is that you're not gonna play at that game. I know I'm not. So. Those are a couple areas, plus, you know, something called a price-to-earnings ratio, which is a very basic uh, technical ratio. And suffice it to say that P.E. ratios over the overall stock market, S&P 500, are dramatically higher than at any time in the past at the end of one of those long-term bear markets that I referred to. So all of those reasons are, are – those things are all red flags. Plus, you throw in there, you know, all of the unrest and volatility that exists domestically and internationally – and a $20 trillion U.S. debt. Those things are all concerning. So are, are, am I a, a, a doomsday or not? Absolutely not. I believe very much in the American spirit and the American dream, the, the liberties that we have and opportunities. But at the same time, if you're in that retirement red zone, well, listen, you need to be careful. You at least need to be cautious and figure out um, what's the best strategy to support your goals. 
Excellent. And we're talking here on Critical Mass Radio Show with Mike Eastham. He's the president of Fellowship Financial Group, as well as the author of the book, Common Sense Income Strategies. You know, the audience that listens to Critical Mass Radio Show across North America tend to be business owners and entrepreneurs who are running lower middle market companies. Uh, Many times their business is a significant part of their investment portfolio. They've decided to bet on themselves maybe more than the stock market or other investments. What advice would you give to a baby boomer business owner who's in that red zone relative to, you know, how to prepare for retirement, knowing that a big part of their asset is their business? Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a very good question. Uh, thinking about the, uh, the business owners themselves, and, and I deal with a lot of them, the, the, what, the one thing that I've discovered about business owners is, as you mentioned just a minute ago, they're very willing to take risks and bet on themselves, on themselves because they know their skill sets. They know the, the passions they have and the businesses that they can build. But when it comes to their hard-earned money, whether it's money in their 401ks that they've saved or IRAs or, or just their savings, when it comes to that money, they don't want to take uh, um, just arbitrary risk with those funds. So investing in, um, in some of the, the vehicles I mentioned a few minutes ago can be very beneficial to them while they're, so they can accumulate a little bit more. And then the other thing is to get a sober assessment of your business value. If you plan to, if you plan to sell your business, then it's even more important because how much money are you likely to have to use to generate income in retirement? Because you're going to be replacing that cash flow. If it's not sale of the business, maybe it's business succession through partners or through family. Well, then how much income can you reasonably generate from the business cash flow when you do actually retire? Uh, those are the types of things that, um, that, that, that I ask business owners to try and think about. So uh, we're going to wrap up here on Critical Mass Radio Show. This has been very interesting, and and I I think the age demographic is probably a lot of my audience will identify with where you are relative to positioning and in the red zone, which is great. What do you say to to the baby boomer who comes in who, for whatever reason, doesn't have the $2 million? Let's say they have... Uh, you know, very little and saved for retirement. Maybe, maybe the Great Recession depleted. You know, their their savings that they had set aside for retirement. What advice do you give somebody who's in the red zone? But when you look at their accumulated assets, you you know that the return on that is not going to be sufficient for you know kind of quality of life that they're used to. What advice do you give them? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm a very um uh, matter-of-fact person when it comes to those types of things. So we, we all have to be sober in the way that we look at our environment. And so we have to look at the assets that we have, the resources that we have. And I'm not going to tell you, hey, you can generate 12 to 10 to 12 percent on those assets. We, we strategically target between 4 and 7 percent interest and dividends net of the fees that, of, uh, of our management fees okay. so that people can have a reasonable um, a reasonably predictable income expectation. And we just look at the dollars, we look at the numbers, the income that it generates, and, and we go from there. If, the, if the, the stark reality is, hey, you know, we need to tone down some of the get, some of the, uh, the goals, financial goals, well, that's what we have to do. If it's, hey, I've got five more years to save and put money away, well, let's figure out how we can do that ag- aggressively, saving money aggressively, uh, but not giving up the um, not giving up principal 
but uh, making sure that, that you are consistent in the way that you you invest. All right. Well, if someone would like to learn more about Fellowship Financial Group or buy your book, Common Sense Income Strategies, Mike, wh- where do you suggest they go to find your firm? And then secondly, how do they buy your book? Maybe it's on your website. Tell me. Sure. Yeah, we've got a um, we've got a website set up to make it real easy, commonsenseincomestrategies.com. You can go there. You can learn about uh, my myself, my company, um, so commonsenseincomestrategies.com. I actually have a, a white paper that's published that I put on that website on the red zone of retirement. So people can download that for free or you can order the book uh, right off of that website. Well, thank you for being a guest on the show. Welcome to the Critical Mass business community and being a friend of the program. I wish you continued success. You're doing good work for a lot of people who need this kind of professional advice. So thank you, Mike, for being a guest on the radio show. It's my pleasure, Rick. Thanks so much, and uh, you all have a wonderful day. All right. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about our radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead here in Southern California, then please visit my website, criticalmass4business.com. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.